welcome back to another episode of The Raving Geeks, the final episode of this semester. I am one of your hosts, Steve Tiemann. I'm Farhan Coleman. My name is Jeremy Augusta. All right. And I we're have here. a feeling people are going to be mad at me after this podcast. My last podcast, I'm going to piss off uh, MCU fans who are listening. That's fine. But bearing that in mind, spoilers for Avengers Endgame, spoilers for Game of Thrones. Yeah, we're going to say that at all. the top. We're going to say it before we talk about each thing again. Spoilers for the Sonic movie. Yep, spoilers. So, um, today, let's get that out of the way. Yeah, please, let's get that God. out of the way right now. Yeah, um, major so spoiler warning. It's a trailer today. <laughs> Sonic's in it. For Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, and it is pure nightmare fuel. And I'm not going to watch it. It doesn't it, even look so bad. It, like, it doesn't even look like it would be entertaining for the sake of being bad. It just looks cringy and poorly done. It's going to make some interesting meme material, but that's about it. It's the only yeah. redeeming factor. I'm a little disappointed, um, to be honest, because I was expecting something a little bit more put together like right. like look something that made it look like they put time and effort into it and mm-hmm. this was not that was not, yeah. <laughs> this, this was not that yeah. i saw a comparison with like pikachu from detective pikachu and sonic and they're like this is what happens when you have soul in it and care about it and put effort into it and then there's this yeah no like good. i'm not like the biggest sonic fan in the world I don't even like but like i care about it enough to where it's like if you're gonna make a property like, of it, it yeah like put some effort into right. it something yeah yeah so it's about it for Sonic, unless it, you have something. It doesn't look even remotely watchable. No. So that's how I'll that's how I'll describe it. Another, Not remotely watchable. Another bad one for video game movies. Just yeah. to put another tally there. Yep, yeah, no, that just seems to be a category that the film industry just does not seem to be able to get down. Like yeah. even the somewhat decent ones we've gotten for every somewhat decent one we have, like another slate of terrible get like I don't know what it is with video game movies and adaptations, they just cannot seem to get that down for some reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, speaking of video games, a video game came out. That you have played the shit out yes, of on. Yes, yes. There, there is a game that did come out. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 did come out um, this past week. Um, I understand some of the complaints people were saying about, like, the... Grinding? Yeah, I, I was experiencing a little bit of that. Um, but, I mean, really, like, outside of that, I don't really have any major complaints. As far as I heard a lot of people saying the towers were a little too difficult... That just comes with learning characters and finding a character that works for you. I'm still experimenting. So far, Scorpion and Centrion are, like, my two go-tos, but the more I keep playing, I'll probably, you know, discover this other character that works. So really it's just a matter of finding what works best for you and actually, you know, mastering that character and getting good with it. And after that, you should be able to get through. I think the tower just, I don't know about just fine, but it shouldn't be too difficult to where that should be a negative on the game. What is the tower? Um, it's basically like us. It's a Mortal Kombat staple, really, or I mean, in really any fighting game. It's like um, it's like a series of people you fight, and at the end, you fight the big boss. And in this game, it's uh, Chronica, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Um, previous Mortal Kombat games has been people like Shao Kahn or Shinnok or other characters of that nature. Um, it's usually about I want to say ten fights you go through, and then you get to the the final boss. And once you finish it, there's like a depending on which character you played with, there's like a mini like ending story for, like, that character. Like, say I finished it with Scorpion, they'll have, like, a little victory montage for Scorpion, like, a little backstory about what happened to him now and stuff like that. So I haven't actually gotten through all of a tower yet. I, like, stopped halfway through because I had something to go do, so I wasn't able to actually finish it. So I don't know, like, how difficult it gets towards the end, but I didn't have too much issue in the one, in the few that I've played so far. So, like like I said before, some of the un- some of the complaints I understood, the grinding I ran into... The tower being too difficult, I just chalked up to. I'm just discovering how to play with some of these characters, so there's going to be a few, you know what I'm saying, bumps in the road. But 
so far, everything's running smoothly. I haven't had a chance to play against a whole lot of my friends yet, so they're lucky. <laughs> but when that <laughs> day spared. comes, they won't be. I was going to ask, how many feelings have you hurt so not, far? Not many yet, <laughs> but some people have been sending requests my way, so feelings will get hurt very soon. <laughs> very good. Yes. All right. Um, do you want to do uh, Game of Thrones? Yes, we'll jump into Game of Thrones quick. I want to preface this with saying this past weekend, uh, me and, and me and my friend group kind of were disappointed by everything we saw, with the exception of, and I'll leave this for the read, watch, play at the end, with it, with the exception of a show that we didn't, we weren't like super drawn to and we haven't seen a ton of chatter about. So I'll preface that, I, I want to preface these two discussions by saying... I didn't love Game of Thrones, and I didn't love Endgame. And it made me think a lot about my expectations for these things, and the expectations I had for for Endgame might have been too high, although I wasn't super excited for it. But I was really excited for Game of Thrones, and I think mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching Game of Thrones more than I enjoyed watching Endgame. Okay. Um, I was kind of disappointed with Game of Thrones, not because of what anybody did. It was just like... They they chalked it up as like this is like this beat the siege at, in Lord of the Rings the two towers is the longest battle scene ever, but it's like so dark. I didn't you have can't a problem see what's with going it. on, and it's like okay, well he's well Jamie's should have been should have been dead like three times now. Tormund should have been dead three times. There now. was a lot of them cutting away right when it looked like someone was about to die, mm-hmm. and you go, <gasps> did they die? But Game of Thrones doesn't do off screen deaths. Mm-hmm. Um. Except for Stannis. Except for Stannis. The brightness thing didn't really affect me too much because I always have the brightness cranked on my TVs because I know mm-hmm. like playing video games just gets too damn dark sometimes. So the brightness thing, I, I didn't care about. There were some shots in this that I fell in love with, and I, I think this is the best battle scene that I've ever seen. Um, like when the Dothraki charge at the line of undead, mm-hmm. and you see for you see for a quick second... This wall of just zombies who just eviscerate these riders who are hyped mm. up to be crazy. And then you can, like, and they all have, like, all their swords are on fire. And you can slowly see all of their swords, like, go out. And you're looking at it from a high point, like, oh, shit. Yeah. That didn't work at all. That is a good shot. I and like then that. there's this, like, tension-building moment where, like, the drums start and the 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 background music picks up. And by the way, this sounded a lot like Westworld, and I learned that it's the same guy who who composed them. But there's this shot where you see, like, you're over the shoulder of someone, of a spearman. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's this wall of dead bodies. It's that literally just, like a tidal wave. Yeah, it just consumes them. And it's one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. Yeah. And it, it is so scary, like, some of these battle scenes. And the tension is played out so well. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of that Arya scene? Because I, I felt like it went on a little bit too long. Which one? The library? The library one. Um, yeah, it, it was kind of drawn out. It's like, okay, I get it. She's, it's this, it's the sneaking around thing. And I was waiting for a white to be like right around the corner. And, but I, I was yeah. a little, uh, I read, I've read so many posts on Reddit from the game, from game of multiple game of Thrones subreddits talking about this episode. Um, and I had issues with how, how they resolved the Night King when I first watched it, mm-hmm. but having watched it again and having, gone back into the lore and remembered some of the things that I knew about it. I'm okay with it. Uh, do you think that, are you one of the people who think that Bran didn't do anything? And is that one of your big complaints and why you didn't like it? I just, I knew he did something. I just don't know what it was. Was He was just like keeping so an eye on the battlefield. When was he warged, he went into animals and yeah. recorded what was on the battlefield because he wanted to document this battle. Oh, uh, okay. But 
I give a lot of credit to that character in the Three-Eyed Raven because they set everything up. Like, the reason Arya mm-hmm. was there with the dagger was for this reason, and the reason the Red Woman was there, and the reason what's-his-name could throw that flaming sword, and the reason all these pieces were in place was for this one specific purpose to kill the Night King. Right. And we don't know how far back the Three-Eyed Raven has gone to make that happen. Like, even the assa- even Littlefinger sending an assassin to kill Bran might have been Bran going back and making sure that happened so they had the dagger. Right. So I, I don't have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with Arya killing him in one hit. I think that was a fine way of doing it. I would have liked to see a sword fight between Jon Snow. Um, I think they could have started it with a sword fight between the two, and then he, like, beats Jon's ass, and mm-hmm. then, like, right before he's about to, like, land the killing blow, then Arya comes in, does the jump. And yeah. That. That's a good way of doing it, too. Um, but I, I, th- I think the way they played it was, like, they wanted people to sincerely believe that they had lost. Right. And because like he's pinned down by the dragon and yeah. everyone's like just being crushed in by bodies. Mm-hmm. And, and then and you kind of know like in Game of Thrones whoever's like winning at first always loses the fight. Mm-hmm. So I knew that they would come out ahead on purpose. But the way that they pace the Night King at the end with the White Walkers walking up and, That's and really the good. Theon charge and them killing Theon off. I I liked it. I I don't mm-hmm. think I could have done a better job. Yeah. I think one another gripe was that like that you touched on earlier was not a, a lot of main characters died. Like Theon and Jorah are the biggest ones, mm-hmm. and those certainly suck. But I think they died in fine ways, redeemed ways. Yeah. And I, like, who do you kill off? I'm. Some people were saying Brienne. Yeah, like, Brienne. Oh, her arc's see. done, and then Grey Worm because he was like, "These Northern people suck. We're gonna go. We're gonna leave when this war's yeah. over." And every time you say, "We're gonna do this when the war's over," they're dead. But he didn't die. I thought so. the I thought his girlfriend was gonna die or his wife was gonna die. Yeah. And then he would have to go back. Um I didn't like um that he was able to bring back all the dead people in the crypt. And that that wasn't a bigger deal. Because like these are dead Starks. Yeah, I from thousands I, of years. I so I really like, hoped that there was gonna be some sort of other magic that was gonna come and play against the Night King. Mm-hmm. Like I I hope that I think it would have been so much cooler to see the undead Starks come and, like, help defend the crypts or something like that, and then when the Night King dies, they just, like, evaporate. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been cool. Or, or, like, I wanted to see some other magic on the good right. guy's side. Because in the in the books, it's implied that, like, Brandon the Builder, because he built the wall and he built Winterfell, yeah. and there's, like, magical protections in those, and that's why Bran didn't go down there. Yeah. Because that would have stripped the protection away. So, like, I I don't, I, I don't like the Bran was touched by the Night King, and so that breaks magic like that's not something that's in the books yeah and dragons can't go north of the wall in the books um because they're magic and the wall blocks magic like you can't go up or down interesting um i i really felt like they were foreshadowing towards something the winterfell crypts having a purpose Mm -hmm. in the books especially like they talk there must always be a stark in winterfell or nobody knows how deep the crypts go and and they were built bottom up so a lot of them are collapsed and there's this mystery behind them and I had a lot of questions about the crypt, and I also had a lot of questions about the Night King and his motivations, and none of them got answered. Yeah. However, he got, he got snoped. The reason for that is the prequels that are coming out are going to address the Night King. I heard that got canned. Uh, as far as I know, it's still going. They even have a, you can look up the cast. There's a full cast. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, those are those are my thoughts on Game of Thrones. Um, I saw some people complaining that like, oh, like John's been hyped up to be like Azor High and blah blah blah, but. George Martin, every time he's, because like he'll put prophecies in the books, but he's like, I hate prophecies, yeah. and I like when they're fulfilled in ways that like you don't expect, you don't expect, and the ways that 
you might not necessarily want them to happen. Yeah. So. I think that's that's a major takeaway is that like he hit like sorry. I there one of the things that helps Brand become cool is that he's a perfect record keeper of everything that happens. And it aids in building up the importance of that when you have these prophecies that are wrong or mm-hmm. you have these stories that are wrong or when right. Arya goes to, to Bravos and she has, she has to watch a play of her family dying, uh, of, of Ned getting deheaded and, and what happened with that. And it's totally off. Like, that's part of it. Like, people don't get the record right. And one of the reasons that Bran is so important is because he is the ultimate record keeper. Right. So that fits together with me. I Talking about this is hard for me because I don't know if I want to include what I learned in the books into what I learned in the show mm-hmm. because I get them confused and there's different storylines and there's there's right. inconsistencies. Right. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I'd call it a, a 9 out of 10. I, I love the battle scene. I like the Battle of the Bastards more, but it was good. Okay. You want to move on to Endgame? Yes. Big one. Spoilers. Avengers Endgame. We all saw it. We all have thoughts. What are your thoughts, Farhan? Um... It's really hard to pick a place to start with this movie since there was just so much going on. For one, the, like, I don't even want to say, like, the pacing was really fast because it, it wasn't like Infinity War. It was three hours, was like, too. Yeah, like, but it didn't feel three hours. Yeah, it, feel it felt thing. much quicker than that. Which, to me, is weird considering, you know, like, Infinity War, it was, it went from one scene to the next scene to the next scene, and it was just, seemed like chaos from one scene mm-hmm. to the other. Like, each scene, something ridiculous was going on. Whereas yeah. in this, it was more, like, slowed down and more of, like, all right, well, let's take a minute to look at Black Widow and what she's going through. Let's right. take a minute to look at this character and what they're going through. So it, it wasn't like Infinity War where it was just, like, action all the time. It was actually slowed down, but yeah. at the same time, didn't feel like it was three hours. How the Russos managed to pull that off, I do not know. But that was something that actually really impressed me about this movie was the fact that I actually sat down and sort of looked at all the original Avengers cast and said, we're going to look at each one of these people individually and kind of show you what they're going through instead of just making this. This was really a send-off film for the original Avengers cast. It mm-hmm. really felt like that. And yes, the other characters were there, but they kind of served as just ancillary characters to be there to support the fact this was the sort of send-off for the original cast. You know, Captain Marvel wasn't in it that much. Okoye and some of the other characters from Wakanda weren't in it that much till maybe the very end only outside characters outside of the original group that actually had a consistent presence for maybe Rocket and Nebula. Ant-Man and Nebula, and that's it. Other than that, it was the original Avengers cast. This was their film, and I thought the Russo did a good job of focusing on them. And actually, really, like, when, you, when you're when you 20-something films in, there's really not a whole lot of room for character development, yet they found ways to actually develop characters we've been watching for 20-something right. films, mm-hmm. which was very impressive to me. Mm-hmm. So also, and another, I don't want to say complaint, but... The way they handled Thanos was very strange to me. I get this wasn't yeah, his... I, I didn't love that. Yeah, I, I get this, like, Infinity War was his film. He had his movie to shine. But in this, it kind of felt like... He, he didn't feel as menacing or as threatening as he did in Infinity War. He felt more like a regular comic book villain. Yeah, he, he just felt like something that was like in the way. purple dude. In the yeah. first one, he's very, like, eloquent as to why he's doing this. And in this, he's like a warlord. And he's like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to burn all this shit down. Which yeah. is a very, like... Stereotypical super. What did you guys think of them killing Thanos in the first ten minutes of the movie? I, that blew my mind. I was like, "What?" Okay. I really liked that. I I did not expect that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that, and I thought that was a very smart decision to do, just to be like, "Well, look, we're gonna wrap this story up. Like, yeah. the we're gonna you because in that way you kind of leave the Avengers and the audience in some cases, even though we know this problem's getting solved eventually, leaves them a little hopeless. Like, okay, well, what do you do now? The stones mm-hmm. are gone, and Thanos is dead. 
looks like what he did is permanent at this point. And then obviously you see the five years later come on the screen and my theater kind of lost their mind when that happened. And then you sort of see the aftermath of what Thanos did, how people are dealing with it. Um, You see the fact that society and all these structures, buildings have trees and stuff growing around them. There's, you know, bushes and everything all over the place. Like it looks like a society that's been broken. So I'm actually glad that they did that sort of five-year jump to see sort of the impact of what losing that half the population me. would yeah, look like. That was crazy to me, but I, I liked it. Mm. Um, thinking back, I feel like they were trying to make two different movies with two different endings, and I, I wish they would have stuck to one, and one of, one of those is conflict with this past Thanos, because I feel like they needed a big bad guy because it's a comic movie. Um, but one of... I, th- I think the other movie and the one I wanted to see more was this superhero heist movie of them going back in time. And that was the most interesting part of it. Although I think I did really enjoy the battle at the end. The battle at the end is my, is my favorite part. Um, but I wish we could have seen more of them bouncing through time and interacting with themselves and interacting with other characters. Cause that was what I really enjoyed. Like Captain America fighting himself. I, I, th- I thought was incredible. And, and him saying like, fuck, he's alive or whatever, mm-hmm. something like that. I really liked that. Or him in that elevator. That where is, my that's my favorite part of the whole time travel. When he leans over he goes in that elevator. Hydra. I was looking at my friends like before he said that he like gets in the elevator and it's like the same as Winter Soldier. The yeah. guy unsnaps his pistol and I looked over at my friends like, is this happening? Are we getting another elevator fight? And then he like they twist it in such a good way. He's like, no, don't mm-hmm. worry. Yeah, Hail I like Hydra. That. It's like, oh, that's so good. It's beautiful. Did you guys like? Um, I really didn't like uh, Fat Thor. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that decision either. I felt like they should have lost it halfway through the movie. Like, he should have flexed yeah. all of his fat off. Like, but they kept it going. That's why mm-hmm. I was like, it was a good gag for, like, the period of time it was Like, used. the big Lebowski joke was Yeah, funny. but then when it kept going, I was like, okay, you're, like, kind of messing with one of the strongest Avengers you have. Like, mm-hmm. he needs to... F- like, Thanos... Not that I'm getting my <laughs> THs mixed up. <laughs> Thor, like, is probably one of the most badass Avengers in the group. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be, like, this fat glob wobbering around, cracking jokes all the time. I mean, he cracks jokes all the time. He should anyway, literally be able to flex fat away. Yeah, like, he looks, he just looks more ridiculous doing it mm-hmm. in, like, this, like, fat suit or whatever he's yeah. in. Like, whatever they put Chris Hemsworth in, CGI, yeah. whatever they did to make him look like that, he just didn't look right. And I kind of agree with Jeremy. There should have been something halfway through to where, like, okay, this joke has run its course. Mm-hmm. Let's have him look how he usually After he talked now. to his mom, he should have flexed it away or, and been jacked again. Or something. Like, I don't know how you would have explained that or done that, but... I will say, like, when he... <clears throat> at the very end, when he's, like, in the armor again, and he has... Spoilers. Mjolnir and Stormbreaker, and you can see he's got, like, the braided beard. That is, like more of like mythology Thor to me because that, he always strikes me as like this jolly badass Viking who just does what he wants and eats and drinks and whores his way through. I liked like him Robert at, Baratheon only if he was more badass. I liked him in in that specific scene because it did give me that like Viking king mm. vibe. But like he's the god of thunder, man. Give him pecs. Like he's he's kind of like one of my favorite parts of the scene is seeing Jack Chris Hemsworth. And they made a massive joke about it in in the last one where they're like, oh, this guy's crazy ripped like he's a god like i thor does not go to the gym doesn't need to. thor have muscle thor has muscles because he's a god and mm. that's just kind of how it works like how it doesn't make sense lore wise for a, a god to get fat or like to have a beer gut that just doesn't make any sense to me but i guess like his dad was but that's probably because they're they didn't have a jacked old man <laughs> um hit the gym anthony hopkins i didn't love that part uh i did really love the part of Doctor Strange doing the portals at that the end amazing. and you seeing everybody so come good. out. That was cool. And I really like the part where Captain America gets Thor's hammer. That was And w- when he's flipping, flipping That got it the biggest cheer 
in my theater. Because, yeah, like, I, like, I, I saw that. it coming, like, a mile away, and I was, like, when during the fight, I was, like, Thor doesn't need two. He doesn't need two things. Mm-hmm. And then the hammer falls, and, like, you don't see Cap for a minute. It's, like, I, he's going to pick it up. I got that spoiled for me. Oh, really? That Cap gets the hammer. Those And Robert Downey Jr. gets the Infinity Stones. Those were that only, was so good. Those are the only things that, that I got spoiled. I what, How did you guys feel about the character deaths in um, Old Man Captain America? For, for Black Widow's death, I I saw that death coming just reversed. Like, that scene, mm-hmm. when they went, I'm like, okay, Hawkeye's done. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of flipped on me. And I actually was reading that originally in the script, Hawkeye was supposed to be the one that died in that scene, but they changed it because, mm-hmm. you know, Hawkeye has the family and they needed something to sort of send. This was supposed to be, like, you know, the thing to send Black Widow off in her heroic moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that she was able to have that moment, but mm-hmm. I just feel like Black Widow is just a more interesting character and a character that has more to offer in the MCU than Hawkeye does. So yeah. much more. But I do really like the way they handled Hawkeye in this film, and they, mm-hmm. like, found a way to make him actually a lot more interesting and a lot more compelling. So if we see this version, if we see the in-game version of Hawkeye going forward, um, I can see that... Like, you know, I see their big potential there. Yeah. But I am a little disappointed that they decided to let Black Widow go. But you did need a major character death for the Soul Stone. So if it mm-hmm. had to be her, I understand for story-wise why mm-hmm. that would be able to move the story forward. And you also saw how it affected the group afterwards. Like, everyone's just, she, you notice she didn't get a funeral. And they yeah. made it They made it very permanent. Like, you know, I, a lot of times, we, or people have criticized the MCU in the past for bringing characters back. With her, it was very... After the fact, like no, they like no, she's it. done. Like she, she's done. Like that, the whole scene of them together, they're like she's, she's done. It's wraps. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. No, I don't think it's a maybe. I think they, she's, I think she's done. And Peter, when, when Quill, Hulk snapped everybody back, he's like, I really tried. I really tried to bring it back, but I they, when they when they teased the Thor Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and you can see Quill looking at the map and like, there's some sort of dialogue that hints to him trying to get Gromor back because Gromor got snapped. Um, Tony Stark snapped old Gamora, old timey Gamora, when she was there with Thanos. Um, so he had to watch his girl die twice. But I, I, I she think got snapped. Well, I yeah, she had. Well, to. I, we don't know because everybody we, who was there with yeah. Thanos got snapped. His army got snapped. But. She was te- technically she came in with his army though. Is yeah. what he's saying, but well, she, no, she was still on the ship because she got Nebula off. And yeah, then they went. I'm saying like at the end when the Guardians were all together, she wasn't there with them. Yeah, he was. Uh, if you noticed, like on I the just, screen, he had a thing that said "searching,", searching yeah. and it had Gamora's picture. I just so. read that as like she took a ship and just. Yeah, so I took it as she was just out somewhere, but I've also heard the theory that she was snapped I, as well. I'm, so I don't know. We don't really it know makes what more happened sense to her. To me that she got snapped because yeah. all of that, like, does Robert Downey Jr. like when Iron Man snaps it? He's like all of them except Gamora. Like, I was like, see, that, that, that's the reason I'm sort of like, I can understand that theory because Tony's never met Gamora yeah. before, so he doesn't know He doesn't know, know not to snap her. Yeah. So that's yeah, why I, that's why I kind of understand where that theory is coming from because if, if he doesn't know who Gamora is, he has no reason to go. To well, like yeah. everyone but her. Yeah, he has no reason to do that because yeah. he, he's never met her before. How did you guys feel about Tony Stark's death? I thought it was I saw a really great send-off. Yeah. I saw it coming, just not in the way that it happened. I, I feel like for it to happen that way, I just feel like it leaves like it leaves it open to criticism. Like I've I've heard a lot of people say, Well, why didn't Captain Marvel just put it on? She could have survived that. Hulk already survived it. Why couldn't he have done it? So like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of like there are other characters around who could have picked up the gauntlet, used it and survived. So why Tony had to be the one to do it is sort of a head scratcher. But it, mm-hmm. it was a great send off for that character, which is why I'm not complaining about mm-hmm. it. But logically 
if if they were to actually play that scenario out, it would have made a lot more sense for someone else who could have actually handled the power of the Infinity Stone to actually use that gauntlet. But yeah, that exchange between them is like perfect. He's like, and I am Iron Man. And he snaps. It's I was. So I honestly had no idea what he was gonna say. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, what is? And but that made that made total sense to me. And and it was. I, I had a big smile on my face when I saw that. I liked Captain America getting old. That was perfect. But he said, "Forget y'all, I'm retired." The way like, I rationalize that in my head is that there's been an old Captain America throughout this entire timeline, just somewhere in New York, mm. like telling his wife not to go into the city today because there's some Avengers yeah. shit going on. That that is the only way I I can make that rational is that there's two Captain Americas like I all have, the time. I have questions about it because if he can, if he went back in like 1950, let's say he's like, "Hey Peggy, I'm here. It's me." As soon as like he goes out, somebody's gonna be like, "Holy shit, you're Captain America! You're supposed I, to, like you're back." Hey, mm-hmm. I think he yeah, went so. to the exact point when he got frozen, and he was like, "Hey, uh, I'm Captain America from the future. I'm the same dude. Um, I'll be here for a while." And I think that's like that's how it makes sense in my head. In my head canon. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just the le- the less I think about it, the better because like. And I said this before. They when, said that when, in the movie. The less you yeah. think about, like, like, don't think about it. This is how it works. When there, when before we knew what went on in the movie, and there was like an inkling of, hey, there's gonna be time travel. I was like, man, I hate time travel in movies. If they do it wrong, it like breaks it. Yeah. But I just they handled it pretty well. I didn't. I didn't. Hate they handled it. it about as good as yeah, you could. Have. As good as you can. And I'm just not gonna think about the inconsistencies because that ending is beautiful and perfect. And I cried when they were dancing. I perfect. I never cried at any point. Some girl. Some girl was weeping. In the movie theater, uh, when Tony Stark died, <laughs> and my the guy next to me was like, "Oh come on!" Like, <laughs> like he was he was mad at, at this girl for just straight up bawling. But I I never cried. I maybe I don't have that much emotional attachment to this character, or maybe I'm just a hard ass. Either one. Um, there were sad moments. Um, mm-hmm. I d- also didn't think this movie was that funny. It wasn't that funny. I can't think of any joke particular... Funny. That was the only joke that I think I actually laughed at. And when Fortnite was on, I laughed at the movie, not <laughs> with the movie. I was I was shocked that they put Fortnite five years later. They're uh, still playing Fortnite. Yeah, they're yeah. still loving Fortnite. Damn. But I guess it gets a beat Apex. Yeah, I mean, what else, what else are you going to do for that scene? Um, yeah, I, I honestly, people were laughing at things that weren't even jokes. Like... Every yeah, time Thor I, looked I at the camera, the theater would laugh. And I'm like, yeah. why? Was that funny? Like, there's yeah. no, he smiled. What it's I not funny. What was really funny is in the end, in that big battle scene, and it's like, oh, there's Valkyrie, like, taking down a whale by herself, and Ant-Man, like, punching a ship out of the sky. And then it cuts to Star-Lord, and he, like, flies in, and he shoots a guy, and then punches another guy. And then, like, a third guy, like, punches him dead in the face really hard, and he falls over. <laughs> and for some reason, that was so funny to me, just because it was like... You get like gods like striking things out of the sky, and, and then, then just a dude with guns. Andy Dwyer getting like decked in the face. It's mm-hmm. super funny. I I liked that scene. I honestly, there's not much I can remember from it, mostly because it was two in, two in the morning uh, when it when it wrapped. But I liked the scene. I liked Spider Man when he said uh, kill mode, and yeah. then he was like okay, and then just stabbed everybody. That yeah, was that cool was to good. me. Uh, I really liked Captain America. She's such. I don't. I honestly don't think Captain America should have ever been in this and I really like her in Captain Marvel you mean? Yeah Captain Marvel I really liked her in this movie I loved Brie Larson in the movie I liked her haircut too I, I liked the moments that she was in but mm. she doesn't make sense like she just flies through this ship and she's supposed to be all powerful but like she's still not super great against 
Thanos, like, I just think she breaks power levels, um, which is why I don't think she's super great in this movie. I, I did like her, and I think there... I believe the excuse for her saying there are other planets I need to protect. I can't always be watching Earth. I, I have bought, an issue with that, actually. I bought that. I have an issue with that only because of the plan they were about to embark on. Because keep in mind, she says this before, the time travel plan. Yeah. So once you come to the consensus that time travel is something you're going to go through with, why not get a message out to her and say, yeah. hey. Get like, definitely call possible. your... Call like, your, hey, you yeah. want to come? Like, I get you're out defending other worlds. We're about to do something to try to reverse all of this. Yeah. So come help us. She should have definitely She should have been with them going back in time. Mm-hmm. I get why the script-wise, I get why she didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But... Logically, it just makes sense for her to be there. And I, like I said before, this was the original Avengers film, so her not being in it that much, script-wise, makes sense. Mm-hmm. But she is the most powerful asset at your disposal, mm-hmm. and she's not used for the main duration of the film, and she wasn't there at the beginning of the fight against Thanos. So either like in, in either situation, she should have been called, and yeah. they just basically just said, well, screw it, we'll handle it on our own. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, especially when with her help they literally one shot Thanos at the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah. they pop into a ship, she grabs him, they cut his arm off, and they're like, okay, let's do it. And then they can't. And then at the end of the movie, she can't do that. Like, I mean, she was trying to solo them, and they did surprise him. But it just like she kind of breaks the the power levels. Yeah, well, I thought me. Thanos at the end of this movie didn't make sense. Like when you think about it, Thor with Stormbreaker took down Thanos with all six stones. Yeah. Now Thor with Stormbreaker can't take down Thanos with the giant sword. He's got that sword. beer gut. Like that may I mean okay, Stormbreaker still Stormbreaker. That was sarcastic. That was not so, an no, I get what threat. you're saying, but it was like I, I just don't get that. Like mm-hmm. Thanos was depowered in this film, yet he put up more of a fight against Thor than with all six infinity yeah. stones. That's why I think they either should have given us a new cosmic villain or just not had a big villain and have the conflict be with going you back. You still could have had Thanos in the film, I just think they sh- I just feel like they could have handled him differently. He didn't feel anywhere near as menacing in the end game as he did in Infinity War. In yeah. Infinity War, every time he was on screen, it was like, oh, was like, oh like, shit, somebody's going to die. Yeah, like in this, I didn't get that feeling with him. I was just like, oh, okay, well, he was in Infinity War. They didn't kill him, so he's mm-hmm. still here now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, they did kill him, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I just don't think he was handled as well as he could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I sort of envisioned him playing out in this film was... Um, they were going to, Avengers are just going to plan, make a plan, go back in time, and then the current Thanos figures out, oh, crap, they're trying to reverse what I did. But bringing in the 2014 Thanos kind of takes away a lot of the emotional, like, tension between the Avengers right. and Thanos, because mm-hmm. 2014 Thanos doesn't remember what he did. Yeah, you know, and he, he even says that, like, Scarlet Witch shows up, and she's like, hey, I'm going to kill you, because you, you took everything, you took everything and he's like, like who I don't even know, I don't know who you know, are. Yeah, I don't know so it was kind of like, and, like, yeah, this Thanos, you could say in certain cases, from a mentality standpoint, it's more dangerous than the Thanos in Infinity War, because mm-hmm. the one in Infinity War was, I just want to wipe out half the population that I'm done. No other, like, it, it doesn't need to be any collateral damage, no more death needs to occur. This Thanos was just like, I'm, screw it, y'all clearly tried to foil my plans the first time, so I'm just going to wipe everything out. And that Thanos had, the, the Thanos they killed in the beginning of the movie, he had a point. Like, although you might not agree with wiping out the half the population, he thought he was doing something good for mm-hmm. life in the universe. And ostensibly, the other one should have thought that too, but he changes his mind and says, no, I need to destroy it all. Like, that took Thanos, who I think is one of the best villains in superhero history, 
Because people could empathize with him and they could say, I mean, he's got kind of a noble cause. Mm-hmm. This one, his idea is just kill everybody. He's just he's just the mustachioed for like, Yeah, he really is just, just a one-dimensional bad guy. Yeah. And uh, well, this is like a, back to what I was saying before, just I don't understand how... I get Thanos is supposed to be the most powerful being in the universe even without the stones, but what about him makes him that... Is it like super strong? Like what is it about him that makes him that strong? Yeah, is he just a big strong purple dude? Like to where he can just go toe to toe with Stormbreaker without the stones mm-hmm. and also, you know, be Captain America to a pope and throw Tony Stark around and hold his own against Captain Marvel. Like that like that stuff just doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to me given like what I saw from him before. Yeah. I, I yeah. just don't understand that. And was everybody on his planet just super like that? Like it I, I don't I don't love how they handled Thanos. I don't even think they needed Thanos. Do you, they needed him in this film. I just think they, there's a I better think, way to I handle I think it. when you chop his head off, that's when you can say new thing. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. What do you think they're going to do going forward? And how do they kind of hit the reset button? Because I think when we look back at this in 10 years, this is going to be seen as the peak of mm-hmm. superhero movies. I don't know if they can achieve the same hype in this next in these next few cycles that I think built up to this. They're gonna lower the stakes for the next couple of years. Ten years, probably. They're gonna. We're getting far from home. That's mm-hmm. the end of phase three, quote unquote. That's a really small scale thing comparatively. Black Widow is gonna be a prequel. We're getting the Disney Plus stuff, which is all really small scale. The Eternals is gonna hint at some stuff, like cosmic stuff and introducing mutants and stuff. And it's gonna just slowly ramp up and include a little bit of Fox stuff here, a little bit of Fox stuff there, and then. I mean, I. <coughs> a lot of people are saying, like, Galactus, but that's a very Thanos-like threat. Yeah. Only less, like... I don't know, he's less sympathetic than Thanos, because Galactus is like, I just want to eat planets. Yeah. And Thanos is like, I'm here for, I'm like a mission. Mm-hmm. So Plus, like, how do you handle Galactus on screen? Like, how do you write that character? I, like, I feel like that's a very hard character. Last time we saw Galactus on screen, it was, it, a cloud. It was literally just a black cloud <laughs> that didn't say well, or really do you anything. You don't do that. Yeah, well, definitely not that. But it's like, how do you handle... Because I think people aren't really considering that. They're just saying, let's just have Galactus in there. How do you do Galactus? How do you, how do the Avengers fight Galactus? What does Galactus do? Like, like given they got the 10 nature, years to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, given the nature got... of the character, how do you implement him into the MCU successfully? So I have a lot of questions about just throwing Galactus in there and just saying, oh, he can be the next big bad guy just because he's super powerful. You have to actually put some thought into who this next character is going to be, if there's even going to be another Thanos-like character in the MCU or if they just stay small scale. I think it would be interesting if they took it like, oh, the next big bad guy is like Norman Osborn and he's going to do a Dark Avengers type thing and it's going to be just Earth-based stuff. And we'll see cosmic bits every now and then, but... The main bad guy is Earth-based. It's yeah. Doctor Doom. It's I just Norman think the Osborn. cosmic villain thing has been played out in the MCU, but in my opinion. How how do you get anybody from Earth who can even remotely compare to anybody else power level-wise? Like, I mean... I, I don't know how, how you take a villain from Earth and put them... Because, like, Captain America even says in the movie, she's like, oh, let me handle the, the space stuff. Yeah. Because that's, like, where all the powerful people are. Like, I think... Um, Quill's dad in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 could have been, like, a crazy, drawn-out mm-hmm. bad guy. Somebody with the intentions to, like, reset everything, which is kind of what Thanos touched on in this movie. So, I mean, they kind of did that anyway. Mm-hmm. What was I going to say? Um. So, are, are you guys, like, are you guys on... You guys are both on board still for I'm the I'm still Marvel. all in. I'm still on board. I'm, I'm I taking... No reason, I have no reason I'm to I'm washing my hands. I'm taking a break. I'm okay. over superhero movies for a while. 
I'm I might see Spider-Man because I like Spider-Man a lot, but when they start the new thing, I'm I'm backing away. This is this is not this medium is great, and I'm I'm glad that it exists, and I'm glad that it's so popular. But I really did enjoy the charm of of this ten years and this chapter in, in the superhero movie history, I guess. Mm. And I, I saw what it could do, and I saw where it peaked. I think it peaked in Infinity War, because um, I do think Infinity War is a much better movie than Endgame. But I think this is this is my out, and I think this is going to be the out for a lot of people where they saw this and they appreciated it, and then they said, "That's good for me." That's fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it and see where it goes. Did you guys like Aven- uh, Infinity War more or Endgame? I liked Endgame more. Okay. I liked Infinity War more just because I thought, like with in- with Infinity War, I can look at that film and not really like who asked me to find a flaw in Infinity War. I can't really find one mm-hmm. for what it is. In Endgame, I can find a few. Yeah, doesn't necessarily mean Endgame is a bad film. I still enjoy it. I just can find more flaws with Endgame than I can with Infinity War. Just off the top of my head. So just based off that, I think Infinity War is a superior film. But what Endgame does for the MCU and for superhero films in general, I think will be a lot more impactful than right. Infinity War, if that makes sense. Okay. Like it has like, no, like, the fact that it's as good as it is, 22 or 21 films in, is like, and we, we talk about this all the time, it's mind-boggling that it's as good as it is. It's It's 10 years, it's like, 20-some directors and, like, hundreds of people, like, cast thousands of people, like, working on it, and it's just this mostly solid, very minimal errors, got some hiccups in the beginning, and then Sony did a thing. But other than that, it's incredibly solid, and it's mostly good, and it's it's crazy that we have it. So hats off to, like, literally everybody at Marvel Studios for, like, making it coherent and good. For as long as they have, so did, we'll, we'll see where they go from here. Did that video we did where we made predictions come out? Uh, yes, because my friend said he saw me. Were we correct on any of them? Did we make any good ones? I don't really remember um, what I said. There was no clenching of Thanos. I think I just said uh, I think Hulk is going to have the Infinity Gauntlet at some point. Which yeah, that was that was, good, did. that was a good yeah, call. That was that, that was, was a good, good call. prediction. I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, Less people died than you anticipated. Me you as like well. Thor and Hulk are left, and that's yeah. It. I actually thought only two original Avengers making it out of here. I'm going to count Captain America as not a yeah, death. He's, he's out of commission. But he's out of commission. Yeah. So I'm going to count him. Okay, he's done. So I was only off by one because three original Avengers made mm-hmm. it out of here. So I was, I was only off. If only if Hawkeye had bit the bullet, I would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, I would have been right. Would've, would've been <laughs> but that bastard had to survive, so I was incorrect. Yep. I really like that scene at the beginning where his family. Evaporates. That I think that's open. Yeah. 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 When they opened with him and his family, I'm like, y'all gonna start with this? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> as soon as it starts, like everybody, like you know what's happening, but like when it happened, everybody was still like, <gasps> I was like, I'm like, y'all starting out with this. I'm like, y'all, something wrong with y'all. I was watching the Red Letter Media uh, review where they were talking about it, and one of the guys on there made the point, like, okay, so they're fighting in Wakanda when he snaps, and it's sun, it's daylight out. And in this movie, we open on Hawkeye, who's in America. Having a picnic. It's also daylight out. Like, that was just a weird detail that... I've seen some people like, well, feel time like, zones for this and this and this. It, it, it is possible. It is yeah. feasible. Okay. It looked like if it was it's like dusk. A, if it's like a late afternoon in Wakanda, and then it would be... Because, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp had the same thing. They're like, all the way in San Francisco, it can't be daylight in San Francisco and Africa. Mm-hmm. But they figured, like, if it's morning in San Francisco and, like, late afternoon in Wakanda... Okay, egg on my face. So. I guess I was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I like the movie. If I had to rate it out of 10, objectively, not personally, I think it's a 9 out of 10. But for me, 
how much I enjoyed it and how and and how much it appealed to me, I'd probably give it a six. Oh wow. Not That's my cup slow. of tea, but I can see that it is objectively good. Nine five for me. It was amazing. I, I, I would it. give it a nine as well. Cool. Okay. All right, yeah. Um rewatch play, I guess. I have been watching, and I'm two episodes in, The Big Little Lies. Okay. Which is a show about a group of mothers okay. in California, and somebody's dead, and you don't know who it is. And the whole thing is these interwoven moms and their kids gossiping and having these problems, and you know that somebody is going to die, but you don't know who is going to die. And it's all these mothers sticking their noses in each other's business, and it is some of the most accurate writing as as somebody who was a child of a of a PTO mom of <laughs> of anybody I've ever seen. I love this show and I'm going to go watch it as soon as I get back. Okay. Uh Varan? Um well, we kind of already been touching on what I've been playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm still going to be on the Mortal Kombat train for the foreseeable future. Um I haven't started on the story mode yet, at least not like extensively. Um, so far, all I really know about it is that it deals a lot with time travel because the main villain, Kronika, she's, I don't know if she's an elder god or whatever she is. She controls time, basically. So we'll be seeing a lot of uh, older MK characters who are dead, so maybe someone's from the future as well. So that'll be an interesting thing to play with. Um, so just learning, you know what I'm saying, learning, playing with more different characters, figuring out what works, what doesn't. So I'll be probably uh, on that for a while. So, yeah. Are we going to see a... Uh, sub genre of time travel movies all of a sudden pop up because it feels like everything's been not. talking about time. Like popular, a lot of places in popular culture have been referencing time travel lately, and I I'm worried that that is going to be the next. Like how zombies and vampires were like big things, and yeah. then like I, I'm I'm afraid time travel is going to become that. I'm glad the zombie thing died down, except for Days Gone, but that should have come out in the height of it. But yeah, that was a, this is a weird time to release Days Gone. Yeah. Quick side tangent. I haven't. I haven't really been reading or playing anything besides. It what looks we talked about this week. It looks so. really pretty, and the weather effects that they have, like snow, actually builds up and will sit on surfaces, and rain makes puddles oh, in cool. lower areas. The wet, the weather, and the and the graphics are really great. I, I just don't want to play a zombie game yeah. in 2019. Yeah, me either. Um. Oh, I got back into Westworld. It's pretty good, dude. I. Really hate that show. Dang. <laughs> I, I I watched all of season one, mm. so I gave it its due diligence. Did not enjoy my time doing it. But like, what do you like about it? I, I don't know. I, I like, the setting's cool. I like cowboys. Um, Anthony Hopkins is good. I laugh every time Teddy gets shot because it, it reminds me. So it reminds much. me of Brett from Archer. Yeah, I I really I I know what you're saying there. Yeah, it's like oh you got shot again. It has its bright moments. Um, I think the costuming's really good. The music's really good. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um. It's not. I don't think it's gonna be my my favorite HBO thing ever because I just got HBO like for Game of Thrones. Dude, watch Big Little Lies. I'm going back in on Band of Brothers. Okay, because that's like the best World War II thing that's yeah. ever been made. Yeah, definitely. And then um, I want to. I'm gonna get into True Detective as well. Okay. Yeah, True Detective right. is fantastic. Yep. Uh, season. I I haven't seen uh, season two. And I've heard that one's not as. There's good. kind of like a hipster following for that season mm-hmm. i think season one is one of the best things on tv i've ever okay. seen i'm gonna yeah that's what i'm gonna get into i, I absolutely so love mine's what i'm going to watch okay rather than what i've been watching so yeah anything else boys this is our last episode yep this is our last episode i thought last week was gonna be my last episode yep. i didn't know if i was gonna get to see Endgame in time i did yep. here i am yep it's been um, a good ride it has been good um 
how long did I start doing this? I started this like sophomore year. So I think I started this December of last yeah, it was year. Mi- it was mid last year. It was mid last year I jumped on. I do you, do you guys remember when, when I when we did you interview for this? Yeah, I did. Yes, he, we we sat down and Dave was like, "Just talk about something." I don't think it. I've ever been to a less structured interview in my yeah. entire life. Yeah, no, me neither. We I didn't about, expect to get on. We talked about how like we we don't like Zack Snyder and like video games and stuff. Yeah, th- I think there was like a bond between us three of fucking hating Zack Snyder movies. <laughs> <laughs> It might have been what did it. You're living <laughs> a fucking dream world if you think Batman doesn't kill. Shut up. Shut up, Zack Snyder. <laughs> we, we had a good time at that interview. Yeah. Yep. I'm, right, I'm he grateful did say I got that, it. Didn't he? Yeah, he did say that. Wow. Oh, you live in a dream world if the character who's never killed before doesn't kill. What? Yeah, Zack Snyder. That's what the only guy. point I empathize with him on is Batman <laughs> killing people. Like, he can do it. It's just. Just give an explanation. It, it, be, it better be in like a storyline where it's yeah. like, hey, this is a different Batman. Or just yeah. give a. Literally, all I needed was one line saying, they killed Robin, I don't care anymore. Yeah. You giving yeah. me that? Yeah, yeah. honestly. Bet. Cool. He kills people now. But they didn't even... They like, could have put it in the trailer and not something. even in the movie. They could It could have been like Wonder Woman, like, I thought you don't kill. And he's like, not anymore. Or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, so... That's it. That's I want it. our final words to be us shitting on Zack Snyder. Yep. We're going to leave it at that. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Raving Geeks. Farhan's going to be carrying the torch from now on. We're passing you the shield like old Steve did. You already know it's I'm going to hold you. it down. You it's feel you. me? Your man, Farhan, about to be on the mic. Yep. Holding it down for the Raven Geeks, you feel me? Yep. So, so okay. Facebook and Twitter. Uh, find us everywhere podcasts are on your phone and at cm-life.com. So un- until next time. See you guys later. Same bad time, same bad channel. Thanks for a good couple of years. Yeah.